Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks. It's hard to believe that uh, we're already on the 123rd podcast, Stephanie. I'm with my dear friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco and Stephanie, how is how is this day shaping up for you? Well, you know what? I'm gonna rejoice in the Lord, even though my list is burdensome. I'm gonna rejoice in the Lord. So. Well, we have to. <laughs> that verse says to. I you know. know. Just I'm a couple verses ago, yeah. Because he's telling us to rejoice. And, and so we are rejoicing. We're thankful to have this opportunity to come out to you folks. And we're back here in Philippians chapter 4. We're still dealing with uh, joy from jail is what I've named this series. It made Stephanie and I laugh. But uh, here, these, here Paul is. He's chained to someone else. And God's inspiring him to write a church uh, that he loves, that he planted, that he was a big part of, that people matter to him. And those of you who've been in the ministry, you know exactly what I'm saying. Those of you who've been members of a church for a while and have to leave, you know the love that you can have for each other. And so Paul is inspired by God to write this church, talking about him with a crown and joy. You know what I could almost see in the scripture, Stephanie? I can I can see where Paul wrote for a while, maybe got up and uh, had, had a coffee break or something. And you can see how his chain of thought sometimes changes in, the, in this mm-hmm. wonderful book and, and how he, you know, he's covering in, in the way God inspires him. It's so succinct and it. It is, you know, the illumination that's coming from this to me has been greatly helpful, uh, I think, since we've been doing this. And you and I have talked about this, Stephanie, where we believe Philippians has been a blessing to us. And, yes. And yeah, I, this book is precious. And it, and it seems more than just joy from jail. There's more to it. I mean, it's it's been this huge thing. And here we are in verse 7 again. I, I know we covered it a little bit by way of introduction, but to go back and look at chapter 4, verse 7, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And what you know what came to my mind in the question I wrote down here is what can take away God's peace? What can disturb it? What can change it? What takes God's peace away? You know, could it be something happening on the other side of earth? Could it be? And the answer is nothing. Nothing can take away God's peace. He's, you know, he's omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's with us when we're going through these things. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing about. And, uh, you know, Satan can't disturb God's peace. God is bigger than that. God is, it, it just doesn't matter. Nothing can ruffle the peace of God. You know, it should be the calm behind us, I think, uh, Stephanie. It should be uh, it should be the smile on our face. And as you were mentioning last time, it should be, there's nothing that should take God's peace away. Now, I know when we're in the middle of something crazy, I know when life's upside down, I know when things aren't going exactly the way we want, I know when we're dealing with that hypervigilance, I know when we're wanting to lay on the couch at home. I know when we're suffering from depression. I know when the world's upside down. I know all these things that it's easy to lose that. But God's peace is always there. And we got to understand what Stephanie said a couple podcasts ago is we're not rejoicing in circumstances. We're rejoicing in God Almighty who's going to bring us for it to heaven when this is all done. We're rejoicing in his promises, in this divine peace. It's divine peace. It's, it's something you can't get here on earth. It's bigger than that. 
And, uh, you know, there's people who want to name and claim things or point to things. And God's bigger than all that. You know, this is a glory to God in the highest. He's the almighty God. And, and that piece that you mentioned a little while ago, Stephanie, or I guess a couple days ago now in the podcast, and that piece that passeth all understanding and, and that piece, are, are you plugged into that piece on a daily basis? I mean, you know, are there times the plug comes out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this isn't a, I don't think this is a daily basis. I think this is a second by second basis. And um, I think this peace with God is dependent on our walk with him. And that, you know, to be, to have peace with God and to have his peace filling us is a moment by moment dependence on him. And it's really walking by faith and not by sight because, um, very often what we can see right in front of us is terrifying. Yeah. And so it's it's that looking to God and saying, God, what I see with my human eyes um, is terrifying to me. It's scary. It's Yeah, it's not it's, the things of, and you know, the more you look at these things with your human eyes, and you know that verse, the peace that passeth all understanding, and that verse, peace be still, those are hard verses for someone like me who's wound up tighter than an eight-day clock. Those are verses that are intentional. Those are verses that I have to go to God for. I have to work at them. I have to trust in God. And I, and I think that's what you're talking about there. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it's all the it's time. It's a constant thing. Yeah. Right. And I think that, yeah. I, I think a lot of imagination messes with our peace. I think a lot of, uh, you know, untruths or half-truths and, you know, the problem with the world today is there's no checks and balances on lying anymore. There's no checks and balances on things that are going on. And I think that next verse over here in 4.8, and I, I'm really, I'm going to break down this verse, Stephanie, because there's so much in 4.8. I can't remember how many times uh, I've talked about this verse to people, and, and I've been there. You know, this is one of those verses that's like just a few sentences but those sentences change your lives. Those sentences have yeah. so much to say. And and right there in the beginning of 4.8, it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. Now you can yeah. stop there and, and what things are true. I mean, isn't that a litmus test for the peace that passes yeah. all understanding to know if something's yeah. true or not? Yeah. Well, and I think it's, um, you know, to put it in our modern day, you know, I have found for me, um, sometimes scrolling through Facebook can be one of the most detrimental things I can do for my walk with the Lord. Because first of all, um, you know, there's, you don't know what's true and what's not. And I don't care if it comes from a news quote unquote news source or not. Um, to, you know, to borrow president Trump's term, there's enough fake news sources out there to choke an ox and, um, you know, when I come away from reading something, if it leaves me doubting God, if it leaves me ready to give up on life, it le- if it makes me want to dig a hole and bury myself again, I need to refocus and go, wait a minute, something's wrong with this picture. Yeah. Is it true? Is, is this true? You know, it's like yeah. something came out recently and, and it was uh, a former president, uh, President Obama. Someone wrote out there that President Obama awarded Jeffrey Epstein a Medal of Freedom in 2007. President Obama was a senator in 2007. Uh, 
he didn't even, you know, he took the oath of office in 2009. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but, but again, it goes back to these idea, whatsoever yeah. things are true. And, and, and folks, I guess the litmus test, if we're going to have one, needs to start when we're all wound up, we need to stop and say, what's the truth in this sentence? And yeah. I've, I've seen things, I've had people tell me terrible things, you know, I'm going to die, this is going on, and sometimes they're right. But sometimes they just got information wrong. And I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I talk about my older brother, Francis, and who I, whom I call Frank, and great man, uh, very courageous. Uh, we had an abusive father. And I mean, as a little teeny boy, my, my brother being about six or seven years old would jump in between me and my father and take a beating so my father wouldn't hurt me. I mean, that's the kind of man he is. And he's had great health his whole life. He's just had great health. You know, he, he's the type of guy, uh, they told him a few years ago, he needed a colonoscopy and he called me up and said, well, I'm gonna die. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, they told me I needed a colonoscopy. And I said, well, Frank, I've, I've had five or six of them at this point. They're just, they're more preventive than anything else, you know, that prevent the case of that. So the truth of that was, do they want him to get a colonoscopy? Absolutely. He had it and he's doing fine to this day he has a real hard time taking a Tylenol or an aspirin because he doesn't want to take medicine and God has given him wonderful health. But again, the litmus test, what's true about this statement? Yes, yeah, sometimes doctors should say, I want you to take a colonoscopy because you're this old and after this certain age, you should have a colonoscopy. And I think that's what's going on here. But then that next sentence, so it's true, but you know, there's another word here that sounds a little bit like true. It says, whatsoever things are honest. And uh, honest, and that word honest there shows up. And, 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 you know, what's the honesty behind it? And, and I've thought about that. I've looked at these two words, and I'm trying to come up, what is the difference, you know, uh, between whatsoever things are true and whatsoever things are honest? And I think it's the tense of things, Stephanie. I think it's, uh, you know, is it, how are you given, for instance, I can present something, this is the best way for me to say it, because this is a little bit complex, I think. I can present something that may be true, but the way I present it makes you think something less about it. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. I'm not giving yeah. an honest attempt at how I'm presenting it. So it may be true that there's a hole in the house, but the honest thing yeah. about it may be, it may be for the door I'm putting in. Or something to that, and I don't want to oversimplify that, but but do you see where I'm coming from there? Yes. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, again, to go back to modern day, our news media thrives on half-truths and half-stories. And even, maybe it's mostly false, there's only 1% truth in it, but they take that 1% and that's the headline you get. And um, that is not from God. And um, Christians can be guilty of this. You know, I think that's, yes, I think it's God is a God of truth and God is a God of order. And yeah. so when you're dealing with people who love to hang out in the shady, you know, in their conversations, there's always something shady going on. Right. You know, when you, that's not God at work. Um, and they're, obviously their heart is not in a place of meditating on this list if that's what's coming out in their speech. So, yeah, I think that's very powerful. I think that it that is. That list true and honest. Yeah, yeah. And that whole honest thing, again, how I present it, is it honorable? Is it, 
you know, how am I presenting this? Yeah. How is how is this coming off? And, you know, I've always considered, uh, you know, if you look up the Greek word, and I only do it once in a while, uh, but I, I really didn't need to in this case, but it comes down to that whole word honest being honorable and, uh, you know, being honorable. And, and uh, I think that's important to understand um, how we present things matter too. How things are presented to us matter as well. You know, the average mm -hmm. doctor won't come in there and say, man, I, I got to run this test, this test, and this test in case you have seven brain tumors, uh, your pancreas isn't working. No, they come in and say, I want to run a little blood work. I think everything's going okay, but I just want to check some things out. And uh, mm -hmm. so their intention, uh, their intention, I think, is, is honorable. I think it brings you to a place where it's, you know, it's real. We're not trying to present something the wrong way. And I think when you get to that next line there or that next uh, that next word, which I think is significant as well, and it says whatsoever things are just. And uh, when we think mm -hmm. of when we think about just is, is it righteous? Is it uh, is yeah. it something that that brings honor to God? That that word righteous, I think, belongs to God. I, I remember studying this out years ago and I've made all kinds of notes on this. And and, and I'm sure that, you know, th these have been tainted and helped or. Uh, by people like John Phillips commentary and uh, people I've heard preach. But I really think when you look at that word just, you're, you're looking at a word righteous. And, but then I think we've got to go on to another part of that verse say, that says, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And uh, what do we think about when we think about that word virtue? What comes to your mind, Stephanie? Well, I think of... Um and probably just because I'm a lady, but um, I think of Proverbs 31 and that list of yeah. powerful character traits that are described there and that virtuous woman, she's a woman of virtue. And so I think, you know, whatsoever, um, where it's, it just says if, there's a, if it's a good report, and then if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, in other words, if put everything you're thinking of through that filter is this filled with character is this filled with godliness is this something that's going to make me more who god wants me to be yeah. is meditating on this going to help me become more who i need to be to honor and glorify the lord that's what i think of when i think of virtue it's something that's wholesome it's something that's charactered it's something that is helpful to others it's um, the highest it, it and it is it's a spectrum it's it's everything you're saying it's you know it's a morality thing it's a moral standard thing it's a quality of godliness it it talks about you know chastity or virginity among men and women and you know god uh, instructs us to keep our uh our one personal physical relationships within marriage and it uses that word virtue because that's a morally high standard. That's a higher standard than the world. That's a standard that God gives us. That's a that's a place where we want to be. And I believe that's what I believe that's what it's talking about there. And uh, having that virtue, having that high standard. And then it says, if there be any praise, think on these things. So if there's virtue, if there be any praise, well, that passes the litmus test. Is it true? Is it honest? Is it you know just? And, uh, is, mm -hmm. you know, if there's any virtue, if there be any praise, well, then if it passes those points, if it passes that part of the litmus test, that's something we need to think about. 
but we don't yeah. fixate on uh, something illicit, something wrong, something ungodly. We fixate on the righteous stuff. We fixate on the godly stuff. So going back or connecting that, and that's what I'm trying to do, Stephanie. I don't, I don't know if I'm doing a good job at this, but I think trying to connect the peace that passeth all understanding yeah. to those things that are true and honest and just, mm -hmm. that have virtue and that have praise. Mm -hmm. I think if you take that test and all those things come together, well, then we should think about those things. That yeah. should become part of our thinking process. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, there's really no question. You either have virtue or you don't. You either have praise or you don't. There's really not a lot of yeah. question to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, no, you, I totally agree. You know those things. And God, by the way, uh, he's the one who provides what's virtuous and, and, mm -hmm. and, and what's praiseworthy. You know, God gives us those. And like I, I've dealt with people before, both men and ladies, and through counseling, through counseling, Debbie and I have done, who people who've been molested and, and lost their innocence or, or virginity and things like that. Well, in God's eyes, they're still virtuous people. They didn't yeah. ask to be uh, through those terrible things. And so I think, Stephanie, as we go through these things, as we look at them, and, uh, uh, and, and, and then he says, and, you know, those things which ye both learned and received and heard, seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So he's given us this litmus test of how to know if something is worthy of our worries, of our anxiousness, of our carefulness, of our prayer. He's given us this litmus test. To, to fall all these things in places. And once an issue, once something passes that litmus test, Stephanie, once something gets to the end of that test, he says in verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That's some pretty good stuff right there. He's saying once yeah, we've done the powerful. test. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you practically, uh, I, I, I mean, practically you're thinking about this and I'm giving this as litmus test and in and, and what order uh, would you think things through Stephanie and I know this is a tough question uh, so you can get to that point uh, where you know you, it's praiseworthy it's virtuous and you can move along and 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 you have that peace how do you see that happening how do you see step a true honest just uh, step B you know, getting in there and talking about those things is if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things and then moving along. How do you see, how do you describe that process to a, a, a young gentleman or a young lady listening to us? Well, I think Paul gives us the steps in verse nine where he says those things which you have both learned. And so you have to, to learn what's true, what's honest, what's just, what's pure. You have to get to your Bible and study it, learn it, memorize it, meditate on it, um, immerse yourself in who God is, because God is the personification of true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue. That is who God is. And that's, you have to learn who God is before you can learn what those things are that are true, honest, just. And then once you know who God is and you, you, you learning who God is, is a, is a whole life process. But Paul's saying the first step is learning 
in other words, that means you have to be teachable. That means you have to be a student. Um, it means you have to be willing to study to show thyself approved unto God, you know, where you're really digging into God's word and just loving him and um, drawing close to him. And as you learn those things, receive them, make them a part of who they are. And, um, you know, I think it says he, um, you receive them. And then it says, um, and heard. Yeah. In other words, um, these people, you know, Paul's using himself as a reference. In other words, Paul was close to the Lord and was personifying. He was setting an example of doing this. But these people had been willing to sit under him. They'd been willing to um, listen to him. And being in church is so important. And I think that's what sticks out to me when I think of hearing these things is you need to be in church under the preaching of God's word so that you can be hearing, you know, God gave us different senses and we have the ability to read. We have the ability to speak. We have the ability to hear and all of those things play into our Christian life. Sure. And we are to be hearers of the word and um, we're to be doers also, but we have to be listening. We have to be in tune to the Holy spirit, but then to those men of God that stand up and that are walking with God and are seeking to preach his word. And I, so I think that's important in the process and then put yourself around people that you can watch, that you can observe who are walking with the Lord. And, you know, there's no person that's going to be perfect, but put yourself around someone um, who will be an example to you of Jesus, who will be an example to you of uh, meditating on what's right and who will, you know, who you see the peace of God ruling in their hearts. And um, I think those steps, as you do those steps, Paul ends verse nine with, and the God of peace shall be with you. You yeah. know, God gives us these outlines and these steps we can take to obey him. He doesn't just give us a command and then leave us floundering. And I think those are just, those are important steps of the learning, yeah. receiving, yeah. hearing, and, and seeing, in other words, observing, being around someone who is walking with the Lord and showing you how to do this. Wow. No. And I think that's a perfect explanation, folks. Those of you listening, those of you dealing with stuff, I, I think it's it, the perfect steps. They're right there is stopping, breathing, listening, being part of them, you know, there's no cure. Uh, there's no evil cure or evil uh, thing that can go against a godly individual. There's nothing that can defeat a man who uh, is in perpetual prayer or thanksgiving and trusting God and rejoicing and, and believing in their peace and living that kind of life. And, and I think that's what this is all getting at. And, you know, putting aside our wound upness, putting aside our anxiety, putting aside things that may or may not be true. And Stephanie made the great point earlier on when we were talking about truth and true, Facebook will mess you up. You know, some people shouldn't have Facebook. Facebook, you know, it winds me up uh, tighter than an eight-day clock. And so there's things I have to stop reading that I can't be part of. And, and, and news does that to me. Some of the news, I mean, there's people I, if I listen to the news, I just want to go punch people in the nose, you know. Uh, some of these politicians and stuff, they're, they're so used to speaking out of both sides of their mouth that they can play a trumpet and eat a bowl of soup at the same time and we we got to we got to put that stuff aside we we, we got to keep moving on and uh, uh we got to trust God and and I think that's 
you know, the, the most significant thing I think that could come out of today's podcast is uh, know what's true, know what's honest, go through the litmus test, know what's real. Once it's a virtue, uh, once it's up praise, move out smartly because it's of God. Well, we sure do love you folks. Make sure you stop by and see us at Helpful Wounded Spirits, our personal Facebook page, wherever. Give us a call, contact us. We're honored to serve with you and may God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.